played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Thank you for joining the ESPC Sports Betting Podcast, which I always say the purpose of the podcast is to make me money, to make it clear that we're about authenticity and transparency. Why? To make money. Now, every single business meeting, funny, because I, I heard somebody else say it, and I'm like, man, they stole that from me. Every single business meeting has to have a purpose and a out, right? Every single podcast we do is a business meeting. So the purpose we made clear. There's actually other purposes. But the outcome has been last two years, right? 65% NFL, 10, 1,000% ROI. What does 1,000% ROI mean? It means you have 10 times more money than when you started podcast, than, than when you started. Uh, and yes, that's 10 times more money in my bankroll since I started a podcast. That's what was in my brain. So that's number one, right? We, we do, since we have a mental health crisis in this country, we give you a mental health first aid kit. We also give you a financial kit, okay? So those are the outcomes and the purposes of the podcast, right? To make it clear. Also, it really tells you who the hell we are and why the heck should you listen to us? I have an MBA. Uh, all those books you see behind there, I've read them all. I just don't have them out there on the bookcase. And I have uh, wealthy, high-rolling clients for my financial services. Now, 90% of business consultants have no idea what it is they're talking about. So I, I have a business concierge firm. And in that firm for the last really 20 years, I really learned this and practiced it, that if you are the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. That's why I asked, and he has accepted, uh, Chan Nolan to help us out on the podcast. And he says that his favorite one, and the one that he makes him the most money, is the Hot on Effect podcast. It has a few levels to it. Thank you, Chad. Yep, yep. Happy to be here. All Go right. So, this. yeah. So I call this the the Rene Descartes kind of podcast because uh, you examine mistakes that you make. First, you have to admit to the mistake, right? Most people don't. So sports betting is a competition. You're competing against the bookmaker, the casino. You're competing against other bettors, right? And you're competing against yourself so it's a competition we love everybody has to compete you're in america everybody's a business you have to compete chad and i enjoy competition probably we enjoy competition because we won most of our competitions throughout our lives but when you make a mistake when you have success 
you have to, number one, admit to the mistake, right? So it's change. 95% of people cannot change. But in order to go through that process, you have to admit you made a mistake in order to change. Here, we use what we call the Hawthorne effect. We have a link to it, to the origins of it, the glossary definition of it. Hawthorne effect says that if you examine something, if you track and measure something, you improve its performance by 10 to 20%. Literally now I feel that one of the main reasons we've had 22 weeks in a row of profit is on the successful weeks, still doing the, the Hawthorne effect and noticing the flaws in your thinking. Back there, you can read Decision Science. That's used by the Fortune 10 companies as a methodology, right? to make decisions. Now, if you looked at the hearings today with Facebook, they're getting in trouble for not using decision science. One, one of our friends here, Urban Meyer, right? What is his Hawthorne effect on this blonde on his lap? And, you know, as the way people are, you can't trust people, maybe, it reminds me a little too trusting his restaurant. I own a restaurant and people say, what do you miss about restaurants, right? And the answer is hot blonde sitting on your lap. <laughs> One of the things I miss about owning a restaurant. He has to do a Hawthorne effect, right? You see, Urban Meyer is the epitome of father knows best. When you are a male, right? When you are a male, you're supposed to know everything. You're supposed to have all the right answers. And when you make a mistake, it is humiliating, right? You're embarrassed. You feel bad. You have to confront your feelings. So if being a tough guy, I always thought as the goon, right? The enforcer of hockey. As I get older, I notice that to really be a mentally strong guy, tough guy, you have to confront these horrible feelings you have. And it's not easy. It's easy to say, hard to do. And I had a business case, one of the cases I made the most money and it was two independently wealthy guys in their fifties and they were acting like 12 year olds. And the one that we got a million dollar settlement on, we made a lot of money was because he really couldn't confront his feelings. He couldn't do the hard work of confronting. Yeah, as much as I have an MBA and money and all this and that, the, the way we were able to close that deal and get paid the million dollar check was, this guy preferred to pay a million dollars than to confront his feelings. <laughs> so as we compete against other betters, the fact that we can confront our feelings, right? And we can admit to our mistakes makes us not only build our percentage. Remember, the percentage is important because 52.5% is break even, right? And we want to get to 65, 70, 80%. Last two weeks on the podcast, we've been at 65%. So really we want to start averaging about 80%. Would be great. I, I don't like to ever be over 80%, 90%, because that means from a mental health standpoint, your life is out of balance, right? So from a business standpoint, 
there's nothing wrong with Urban Meyer is doing, right? He's got balance. He's at, in the office watching film. But he needs to do a Hawthorne. So, so what's a Hawthorne effect for Urban Meyer, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I think he needs to reevaluate, you know, the people in his small circle, the people he thought, you know, uh, right. weren't going to take a picture like this. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, maybe just reevaluate, you know, um, having a college grill on his lap and in his in his restaurant. I mean, um, he's a married man. It's not the best look, you know, uh, no. for him. No, I, I've been married for 18 years. My wife's a psychotherapist. Uh, when I met my wife, you know, I had a lot of girlfriends, not because I was really a good shape and good looking guy. This was because I was too well financially. Uh, what do you think Anna would say if she got a picture like this? Um, you know, she would just want to make sure that all your spending was on the BitPay card and was betting money. <laughs> you know, and, uh, as long as it was betting money, she'd, she'd probably be all right with you. As long as this picture was all that happened, as long as this picture and was, all you used was betting truth. Dollars, you'd probably be all right. You'd live another day. 100%. But you you admitted that in your past, when you were balling as a bar owner, uh, you lost maybe a really good relationship, a good girl, because uh, – Something like this. Not 100%. You're young. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You have to make mistakes. You just have to admit to them. Um, you know, and I guess you suffer a consequence because of those yeah. I think it's just what you spoke about earlier to the financial success. You know, it's like, you know, you get girls two ways. You know, good looks, having, you know, being in good shape, and then, you know, that financial success. So, you know, being a college athlete my whole life, I kind of always had, you know, decent looks and was in good shape. But uh, – that added another element that I just, as a young man, <laughs> was not mature enough to handle. And uh, <laughs> right. who is? I wasn't. I was a hundred percent. Not yeah. even close to being mature to handle. Yeah, but and I wish the uh, as people on YouTube that are watching, they can see Josh's dapper outfit he's got on. <laughs> but uh, if you're if you're on the podcast, you're not able to see it. But I think if you dress super nice, you uh, you increase your business performance <laughs> by five percent. Wear a nice little button up and tie. And that's why the uh, the Mormons and the Jehovahs they get more people to answer the door. That's why they they put on this, the the shirt and tie. Believe me, nobody answers the door unless I'm wearing it like a tie. And <laughs> when you're when you're handling people's money, right? They say that when you handle people's money, you should have a tie on. Yep. Right. And and, and people judge you on the way. Uh, you look, you know, back to Meyer. He He's judging her on the way she looks. But, you know, it's a trust factor because uh, I know a lot of girls, a lot of women in my life that will carry secrets, right, until their dying day. She goes on her Snapchat and says... Urban Meyer, is, and she put the video from her friend. It almost seems like it was a setup because her friend shows the video of Urban Meyer, you know, putting his fingers in her ass. Right? Urban Meyer. He, he reminded me of the, uh, the video from her friend. All right. Uh, Chad reminded me to put this live on YouTube. 
So we'll close with this episode, but it is a Hawthorne effect because you have, like Renee Descartes says, a life left unexamined is not worth living. So two things, Chad, before we go to our mistakes that we have to hurt bad, feel bad about, is two things. Number one, uh, consequences, right? Jameis Winston, who now has a limited play, play sheet, right? He talked about impulse control. He faced no consequences for raping that girl. Jameis Winston faced no... That's the one girl he raped that we know about. He might have raped other women who are afraid to come out, right? Because nobody's going to believe in the whole Bill Cosby thing. Bill Cosby raped 200 women, and he's out to jail. Uh, so women are in a tough spot. Number two, you know, Urban Meyer now is facing consequences. But James Winston didn't face consequences. So what about athletes who aren't facing consequences? Sean Watson, he's facing some consequences, right? Uh, or not. Because the thing is, in, in, in this True story, right? Life is always stranger than fiction. When I went to the Journalism Institute, they said one of the reasons you, you do journalism or interested in journalism is that the truth is stranger than fiction. So I am working out with this Greek mafia mobster from Tarpon Springs. I was in Florida. Remember, Tarpon Springs Mafia is a mafia that Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, kicks up to. And I said this, I said, you have to torture yourself before somebody else tortures you, right? So even if this picture didn't come out, even if she didn't go on Snapchat and said that Irvin Meyer put his fingers up her ass, right? He needed to do the Hawthorne effect on himself. He needed to do self-scouting, not to make this mistake in public. Same thing, same beef we have with Garoppolo. And it's not a beef, right? We are measuring them because we're putting our hard-earned money on these games. And even though we've made huge profit, you got to see why he doesn't read the blitz. He goes to the amygdala brain and impulsively throws an interception. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's how we judge his performance. But we get a clue because a lot of football players, a lot of Urban Myers, frequent prostitutes, but none of them get caught. Garoppolo got caught because he's a little out of control. What are your thoughts, Chad? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. They, uh, you know, that that Hawthorne effect isn't just a, a valid thing in sports betting. It's, uh, you know, Josh says he uses it with all business owners, and that's something that they, you know, they struggle to do. Um, but as a business owner, as a man, in certain situations and certain actions and choices you made in sports betting, basically anything you're making a decision, decision science, whether it's a business decision, a personal decision, a right. lifestyle decision, a betting decision, um, the Hawthorne effect applies and um, it can be used to, you know, increase your performance and that decision making, regardless of what that decision is. Right. And one of, and it goes back to the introduction. One of the 
thing you get on this podcast, you don't get anything anywhere else, right? It's us admitting to the bad picks we made. Also, we care how you feel after the first game because we want you to feel good because every single pick we're giving you, we're also betting ourselves. So if we're feeling good after the first games, you're feeling good after the first game. And ask yourself, who's making you money and who really, really even cares, gives a crap about your feelings? I felt bad. This is my first hot summer fix, Jack. I felt bad that I should have picked the over on the Redskins-Falcons game. Yep, that's one for me, too. <laughs> right. There was no way that game's going under. Yeah. Again, if you live in the past, you die in the past. And it's what have you done for me lately? What we've done for you lately, right, is go 21-11 on the picks, right? And the money line on that Urban Meyer game. We knew he wasn't going to win. We knew Burrow was going to win, but we had Jacksonville covering. All right? And we had the end of 46. Redskins game, we should have had the over 48. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. man. I just I, – I think, like, or, you know, me and, and Scott and Jim all in the preseason, we were really high on the Redskins. Um, right. We thought, you know, they were going to be an elite defense, and, we you know, they're our NFC East favorite. Um, I just think that defense isn't panning out like we had anticipated, right? Um, which is not, you know, they're not the under team that we anticipated earlier in the year. So we're living in the past there with how we were thinking. Um, with in the way, the past Ron Rivera's one, Ron Rivera yeah. and uh, Jack DeRio, both been defensive coordinators on Super Bowl teams when they yeah. ran teams, Carolina and Jacksonville with Del Rio was in Jacksonville, all great defensive teams. Yeah. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, just that secondary, we've seen the Redskins give up big plays, like, you know, even to the Giants. Um, you know, we, we've seen them, you know, they, they've been giving up those big plays. So, I mean, I think with the passing attack that Atlanta had, um, yeah, that that game was going to be higher scoring. And, yeah, I mean, the number wasn't extremely high. No. It was only at 48. And the average uh, NFL game is uh, 45 points. Yeah. So yeah, Redskins. I had forty-seven and a half. I bought it down a half point. Nice. Um, I bought it up. Good a half thinking. Point. Now that was good thinking. So, but yeah, that was uh, that was one we should have got. I uh, I was de- even thinking it during our, our show. That was kind of one I was gonna maybe chime in and go the other way. Um, but I just kind of, you know, sometimes it's uh, you know, it's um. It's sometimes when you got two of your peers going one way on something and, and you're thinking something else, sometimes it's easy to maybe have a bias because, you know, you're the youngest guy in the room and these guys have been doing it longer than you and, you know, they see that. Um, so I think it's 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 something that, uh, you know, it's just like you, when it comes to our thinking, we, this sports betting is independent. Like, you know, you should never right. get upset with me and Josh because we have bad picks that day. I don't take every pick Josh has. Josh doesn't take every pick. Now, we might agree on 80 85% of our picks, but, um, you know, certain picks are unique and the numbers we're getting, you know, Josh might have best something earlier in the weekend. He's got two points better than me or something right. like that. Um, you know, like, you know, when he, when he posted on Twitter, it might be slightly different than, than, you know, what we talk about on the podcast. So um, this is a, a unique thing to your card and your, you know, your evaluation. Exactly. So, um, that's, no, hundred percent. Saying I wanted to know what smoothie I want tonight. Yep. I'm gonna go on my um, next. So 
Yeah, no, no. Go. You teach I'm a man, go. give a man a fish, give him that, you know. That's it. Because you know this is an educational podcast. Mm-hmm. We're teaching you how to compete, right? Compete in the sports betting world and not get taken advantage of. You give a man a fish, which is the pick we're giving you. We do both, but it's more important to teach the man how to fish. We're teaching you how to make sports betting picks, right? Decision science. Boom. So one I did go the other way on Josh was that Buccaneers-Patriots game. I did switch my pick on the podcast. I went with the over, but I did switch myself to the under um, with the weather and just re reevaluating my thinking. Right. Um, so I did get that under right. I did correct that, but I stuck with the Buccaneers minus six and a half. And um, man, which is Belichick and the familiarity. And I just think how the NFL wanted that game to go. I think they were looking for a close right. game. Right. Um, it, it, it sells more tickets. It's, it sells the NFL better, a, a close, you know, one possession, close game. I think all those factors and then the six and a half points, um, I should have been with Josh there with the Patriots. It was going to be a close game. It was going to come down to the wire. Um, you know, even with, with us being on the under, we knew, you know, it was going to be low, you know, lower scoring, not going to be a shootout by any means. Um, so that was one I wish I could have had back in the, on, on the other end of the spectrum. One, I think we got right, but we were very unlucky. Um, <laughs> Was the Lions Bears over 41 and a half? Right. The Lions were inside the red, inside the 10 yard line, I think two or three times and came away with zero points. Um, I, I, I think we only missed that by a touchdown or a field goal. It was very close to going over. We could have got one field goal or two field goals out of those two um, inside the 10 yard lines. That game goes over uh, very easily. That was one I think we did get right and it fell on that 20% luck factor and probability theory. Right. And then um, we were on the, we, we missed the lines on that one, but I don't know. They were coming back at the end down plus three. I think there right. was a chance for them to get that backdoor cover. Um, I don't think. Because right, you, you have to differentiate between picks you got wrong because of faulty thinking, right? You, you get, you identify the situation, you use math, you eliminate variables and co-variables, and then you use logic rigorously to the bitter end to come up with a decision. Did you do that process right? Or was it a 20% luck factor thing? They call it probability theory. The surgeon performed a perfect surgery, but the patient died. You have to, doing the Hawthorne effect, figure that out. And he's saying, yeah, we got the Lions pick right, but we probably should have got it wrong. And the other side of it is we probably got the Lions plus four right if they would have executed in the red zone. Right? Is that right, Chad? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, again, I'm living in the past. So that's, that's that game. I'm living in the past with the Florida second half lines. I guess coaches have made that adjustment. They're hydrating better in the second half. And the Colts were able to do well there. And then I overestimated Jacoby Brissett and the Miami Dolphins. I had him on the money line against the Colts. Brissett was garbage. Turned the ball over. And Frank Wright, which I know is a great coach. He's the reason the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. 
knows how to do more with less, right? And that's a perfect, this, the perfect example, outcoached Flores. I should have known that. I've been predicting and making money on Frank, right? Outcoaching people for years. But I got carried away with my recency bias. And we're going to put in there the episode notes of the podcast, a link, right? A link to the statistical definition of recency bias and how it applies to sports betting. All right. So I had recency bias the way Miami on the road played against the Raiders. And I thought they were going to have some momentum and beat a injured Indianapolis Colts team. Did you get that game right, Chad? No, I did not. I was on the Saints and I was on the under. I was 0-2 in that game. Oh, yeah, that was the Saints against the Giants. Yeah, under 40. Um, the Miami Colts game, you got it all right? or? Oh, oh you're talking about the Miami Oh, so um, in that game, I did not play a total. That was the one I didn't play. And right. I, ended up, I ended up playing Miami just on the second half line. I didn't play anything that game pregame. All right. I ended up taking Miami minus a half at on the second half line. And that, and, and that in a way, wasn't truly a bad bet because uh, – Brissett had pick six, like the first play of the second half. Yeah. Right? He doesn't do that. Miami covers that because Miami did start coming. They did win the fourth quarter pretty good. They yeah. scored like a lot in the fourth quarter. Actually, I think all the points they got was in the fourth quarter. Against mm-hmm. a tired, depleted Colts team. Saints, again, I know Jameis Winston, right? He, he, 95% of people can't change. And I'll ask you this. You know, measure of the man. When you're poor middle class, you have to make business decisions without having the, all the information. And you have to – I actually had this – we had a really good discussion with independently wealthy John Hansen out of Ohio that when you're poor middle class, right, you're not a part of conglomerate, like 70% of business is psychological. You have to be able to read people. Chad, reading Jameis Winston, you know that 95% of people cannot change. Sexual deviance, right? Like him. Josh, why are you calling him a sexual deviant? Well, number one, he raped that girl in college. Now, let's say you don't believe that story. He admitted to fondling the Uber driver five years later, right? So my wife who's a psychotherapist says people who have sexual deviancy problems like Jimmy Garofalo, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, also have impulse control issues, right? That's why they say, oh, impulse control with gambling. No. Somebody who has impulse control with gambling, that's not the only problem they have. They're probably a sexual deviant, and they abuse coke, drugs. They like X all the time, not just randomly one time with uh, Urban Myers Blonde. So in your opinion, 95% of people can't change. What do you see in Jameis Winston? Has he changed? Does uh, Peyton, Sean Peyton, trust him? He doesn't trust him with a lot of the playbook. We haven't seen a lot of it. Hopefully he'll do it in uh, conference games. But he didn't do it against the Giants. All right? (laughs) 
did not do it against the Giants. And uh, the Saints did not cover. All right. Mm-hmm. And I wrote on here hamstring problems. Uh, major people for the Saints have hamstring problems. And that's a, you know, better than not. Is that a workout problem or is it that they didn't really work at home because of the hurricane in Katrina? So, what are your thoughts on the Saints and Jameis Winston? Chad? Um, yeah, I just, Saints do have a few, few key injuries there. Um, yeah, I just think, I don't know, we're just overvaluing. Um, right. You know, the Saints at home and Jameis. And, uh, you know, the Giants, John Ross, back, they got playmakers on offense. Um, you know, they, they have potential. Yeah, you're, your man, John Ross, every time he made a big play, I was like, man, Chad told me about this, working out with him. Yeah. Uh, I think it was right last year, spring, man. Yeah. Early summer, you were telling me about John Ross, how fast he was. Yeah, he, he was moving, man. So, I just – yeah, man, I just – the Saints are not uh, are not who we thought they were. Um, right. You know, even with Sean Payton and that corporate governance, they're just an inconsistent team, man. We've seen them play really well. I just don't think they're going to be consistent at all this year. Um, yeah. But it's going to be a totally different team in division games. Yeah, he and plays, the Giants – James wasn't at then getting practice. You'll see him in division games. Yeah. And the Giants losing that heartbreaker the week before, I think, you know, was some some motivation. Uh, did, did the Giants end up winning that game outright? Yeah. Yeah. So it, they yeah. late in overtime. Because I was thinking that too. The Giants are again that family member who is maybe in recovery, uh, who asks you for $20. And you're like, listen, I'm gonna give you the 20 bucks because I'm never gonna see that again. Thanksgiving dinner, the family's all there, ready to eat, and they're bringing in ham. You watch them come in, and it's from honey-baked hams. They're bringing in the ham because the original ham was burnt, and they're telling you this whole story about why they're late to Thanksgiving dinner, right? So you can't trust them. So I thought this game was going to end up in a tie, right, because the Giants can't win anything. But Chad's guy, and I'm like, I should have known that too, right? Chad told me a hundred times, John Roth. I used to say, uh, Chad would call and I say, Hey, Chad, how's it going? He was like, John Ross. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? He's <laughs> so the I only guy known. that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you run a 4 3 too. So he, I mean, he's motoring. He must have ran a 4 2 to beat your 4 3, right? Yeah. Or your 4 that. 4. He was running a 4 3 to beat your 4 4. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. I should have known that Hawthorne effect. Another game I should have known. I didn't follow my own rule. The worst is, and I, I've said it with clients, business concierge. I don't have kids, but if I did have kids, I would say that. Uh, a client or somebody says, uh, I know. And I'm like, but you didn't do it. But I know, I know to do it. No, you don't, right? Yeah. Because to know is to do. Yeah, to so know. If you didn't do it. Yeah, I like to, to <laughs> know and not to do is to not know at all. Hundred <laughs> percent. So <laughs> I'm not following my own advice. Number two rule of betting: do your research. I had to do more research on the Eagles and the Chiefs, right? So now it's common knowledge. I did say this on the podcast, right? So it's probably in the back of my head. Howie Roseman, right? Howie Roseman 
It's a divorced guy, long-term, long-time employee of the Eagles. He was started during the Andy Reid days, backstabbed, got Andy Reid fired, because Andy Reid is a control freak, wants to be the head coach and a general manager, like Belichick. Can't argue with him because he won a Super Bowl. He backstabs Andy Reid's gets you know, you know, like Josh, why do you care about this? This is sports betting. How turn it? It's because you use business and financial concepts, right? Decision science, probability theory, in order to come up with a decision that makes consistent profit. Use fundamental analysis, which gotten people rich. Technical analysis hasn't. So that's what we care about the management of Philadelphia Eagles. So Howie Roseman hires uh, Chip Kelly. He doesn't sleep, sleeps in the offices. He backstabs Kelly and now he's in control, wins a Super Bowl with Peterson, fires Peterson, hires this new analytics people, but he's really in control of everything, Howie Roseman. So Howie Roseman is completing a trade for, you guessed it, sexual deviant Deshaun Watson. Fine, get him. We know how to bet Deshaun Watson and make money off his game, off influence control issues. So you're a player, Chad. How does the fact that they're bringing in Deshaun Watson to replace uh, the current quarterback, how does that make the current quarterback feel? This is this is in Philadelphia. Getting rid yeah, of Philadelphia. Hurt? Yeah. So I should have done more research, figured out that was going on, because that then that makes the current quarterback yeah. and the other players because this is football. You need to go all out or figure out what you're doing, right? Because this is your body, right? You're not you don't want to get hurt or run through a wall or a lost cause. Yep. So uh not Justin Fields. He's the same type of guy, right? African-American, blue blood school, who runs around a lot, throws a lot. It's uh, Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Same type of name, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, African-American, runs around. Deshaun Watson kind of fits that bill, too. But you make three first downs with your legs, you win 70% of the game. So I needed to research that. I needed to put more value on the Chiefs coming back from a loss. How many times has Andy Reid come back from a loss yep. and covered the spread? It was a return to the mean game all day for the Chiefs with all, all those day. I should have known that. Yep. That's the same I got thing. a PhD in return to the mean. Yeah. I, that was when I was kicking myself on that. Like how they literally had four turnovers. They lost a division game to the Chargers. You right. knew they, they, they were one and two. They had to win. This was a must win. Throw it all out there. Right. And also, too, that should have we should have been on the over as well with based right. off all of this. Right. Because they were going to score points. Um, their defense isn't like crazy elite. You know, Philadelphia, you know, was going to put a few up there, um, especially if the Chiefs are playing with a big lead. They might give up a few easy little somethings that don't matter, a late touchdown to get to the over. Right. Um, and I think I overestimated the Eagles personally. They covered a few games for me early in the year. Right. So I had some recency bias there that I didn't account for. Same you know, last, 
Last week at the Cowboys, they were terrible. That offense just didn't look good. Um, and, I, you know, with that whole Deshaun Watson thing, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. But it makes sense after the offensive performance last week. And, yeah, I mean, right. we should have been on the Chiefs in that over um, for sure. Right. Uh, we missed that one. Right. No, 100%. 100%. So that's about it. I got I got one more game, one, one more bet. Basically, that that's all I really got right. left. Yeah, hold that, on, because it sounds messed up. All right, what's the other game you talk about? So my last one was the Browns and Vikings over fifty one and a half. Got we, it. I should have been all over that under. This is similar to the Chiefs, and it was returned to the mean. Both these offenses, I mean, the Browns had a big over, big performance last week. The Vikings, I mean, they had a shootout with the Cardinals two weeks ago. Um, you know, they, they were pretty good offensively. Started off very quick against uh, the Seahawks uh, last week. So both of those teams were kind of – they're more under teams, you know, the way that the Zimmer and the Vikings are defensive-minded, the way that the Browns, you know, are going to pound the rock, play action, um, ball security, the style – you know, that was a return to the mean for both those offenses and um, just the style and, and that those two teams build. I mean, I, it, it was an under game the whole way. That game was never going to get close to the over. 51 and a half is a pretty big number. You know, it's a touchdown over the average score of an NFL game. Um, so that was one I that, that was one I really got to check myself on because I, I, I uh, that game, that, that was an under all the way. And. And I to- totally missed it. Totally missed it. Right. Again, uh, me living in the past on the Carolina-Dallas game under 51. Uh, to just, you know, McCarthy even does he's an offensive guy. He's uh, run the ball with a big offensive guy, line guy. But in, in both teams play zone. And uh, Matt Rule's a defensive guru, right? So I felt that game was going to go under or wrong. It went over. Because it's modern football, there's an extra game. The game went over, right? Uh, so I was living in the past. So I had to check my thinking. I said, do my research tonight, tomorrow, and then for the our big podcast. Now, we're fortunate, lucky, and good. I did not get another game wrong. I went 10-0 after that point until... Last night, uh, I did get the under 53, but I thought the Raiders were going to cover those four points. I was one play away from that. So I'll let Chad give me feedback on that because you do need feedback. You you ever talk to somebody who has been single for 40 years, right? Cat lady or whatever. There's nobody to check their thinking, the crazy crap that goes on in their heads. There's nobody to say, hey, man, that's nuts. I get elbowed, and I mean, Anna and I disagree about fifty percent of the time. Good thing she's a psychotherapist too, because she gives me really good advice. I learn from feedback from her clients. I don't say anything, but I'm like, oh yeah, I think that too sometimes. All right, cool, that's not good, <laughs> right? So, Chad, what do you think? Yeah, what you know, bad pick, a bad pick because of bad luck or was it bad thinking? Man, I I think it's that one's pretty pretty in the middle. I think the thing there could be some thinking checks, and I think there's some luck factors. Um, you know, 
I don't know, I, the Chargers. I mean, what, what's their head coach's name? I mean, I forget. I don't even can't even. I, I don't even know. Brand, Brandon Stanley. Yeah, he's only he, been a coordinator for a year. Yeah, he uh, coaching mismatch against Gruden. But yeah, it wasn't. You know, he he's dialed up right now in his game plans and his schemes. Yeah, um, smart you know, guy. Offensively and defensively, the Chargers look good. I think I need to start. You know, um, giving them the credit where it's due from beat. You know, beating the Chiefs and, and beating the Char or beating the Raiders. Um. You know, the Raiders had like 10 yards of total offense in the first half is, is, you know, they're the number one offense in the league. So, I mean, you have a complete outlier luck performance there. Like that's never going to happen again the rest of the year where they only have 10 yards of offense in the first half. Um, you know, so, you know, credit to, credit to the Chargers. I mean, the defense was playing lights out. I mean, Bruno was so Both vanilla. Them. I mean, three times, they just ran the ball three times and went three and out. It was like, you know, um, Throw the freaking ball, man. Like, you know, the, you're, you, the Chargers are going to score. They're going to throw the ball. You're not going to compete running the ball three times going three and out. So, I think just that first half offensively and those two late – I mean, it was seven to zero with like five minutes left in that uh, second quarter. You know, it was right. under all the way. It was it was looking good. Chargers scored late, two touchdowns late to go up 21-0, um, you know, which really changed the game. But even then, the Raiders got it back 21-14, um, you know, with a chance to cover that game at the end. Right. The pick wasn't terrible. Um, the Raiders had a chance to cover even with that disgusting first half performance. Right. Um, you know, if that game goes to half, 14-7, 7-7, uh, the Raiders are covering that game easily. So I think there was some luck issues there. But um, also, too, I think we overvalued Gruden and undervalued the Chargers uh, head coach. So, Well, one thing, right? Uh, and looking at Ramire, right, reminded me of my single days. And one maximum in my signal days is if you hesitate, you masturbate, right? And losers kick field goals, winners score touchdowns. Yep. Winners get invited into the house, losers get a peck on the cheek, and they go home and, you know, masturbate. Yeah. Now, it will, Josh, what does it have to do with sports betting? What does it have to do with the Chargers? The Chargers had the most offensive yards between the 20s and did nothing in the red zone. When I saw him practice in Costa Mesa, their offensive line is not good. But you can do things to kind of mitigate your offensive line. In back of my head, in an outlaw, you got to trust your instincts. You can't hesitate. I felt that they left the really good red zone plays. They did well in, in practice. It's not what you see in training camp. It's not really what's going on because other teams are there. But they did a mini camp where they're doing behind closed doors in their first practice of the day. Those really good red zone plays, they saved it for division games. And the statistics planned it out. They got nothing in the red zone outside the division. And, some, and suddenly the world beaters in the divisions with the red zone plays. So I should have acted upon them. I should have. And really, complicated things in finance and things that are too more. Life is complicated. It's chaotic, uncertain. And life is not fair, right? So, yes, you have to have impulse control. B, you have to uh, not hesitate and act on your instincts. And don't second-guess yourself sometimes. Especially when you have an MBA like me 
I work hard, I did my research. Why am I hesitating? Why am I questioning myself? Right? Ask that hot girl out. What's the worst you can say is no, don't hesitate. If you hesitate, you got zero chance. What are your thoughts? We'll call that final thoughts, Chad. Final thoughts. Um, is one more thing to add in that game. I, I think yeah. you know, the, the, the head coach of the Chargers, man, he went for three times on fourth down, got all three, two of them passing. Uh, right. One time they hurried up, great play design, got the defense, had a great alignment with the tight end, quick right. ran, ran the RPO, boom, got it to the tight end. Um, you know, I think those, I mean, those three, the willingness to go for it on fourth down and the three for three conversion rate and the play call, um, I mean, they're not playing scared. I mean, that shows that like, dude, we're here to win. You know, you don't go for it on fourth right. down. You don't kick the field goal, you, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? Or you don't, punt, you don't, like Houston did, you right? don't punt or kick the field goal. You know, you, you're going for it on fourth down. That shows just, I think the demeanor and where they're, you know, what that coach, you know, where he believes in his team and what he thinks of his team, which tells me that like, he thinks they're a legit contender to win this, you know, and, and they're not going to shy away and they're not scared. And I, I love that mentality that that head coach brings. I mean, that those, that those fourth down conversions as a player, as a defense, man, those are, those are just debilitating, man. Like when you right. got it, you, you make that third down stop, you know, you think you're off the field, man. You're like, Oh man, we did it. Let's go punt. And then they, yeah, come out like and they get that shit on you. And you're fourth all, down, fourth down, fourth down. Yep, you're off. celebrating with your so, guys. Yeah, right, right. Well, where, where do I line up? They're in the hurry yeah. up and they convert, you know, and it's all, it's all for not, you know, those great, those three great third down stops the Raiders had were just, they, they were obsolete plays because they just got the converted the next play. And it's, uh, you know, that, that's kind of, that's my final thoughts on, on that game and, uh, you know, how, how it went down. All right. So I like this because really during this podcast and during this process, right. It, it's great way to illustrate and really just show you now today how to make money sports betting. And this is such a crucial element in that. It's really feeling, right? Yeah, we have a great feeling that we made a lot of money, but to keep it consistent, you gotta have, you gotta torture yourself. Like I told the Greek mobster in the gym. And it's funny because he used, the Greek mobster used it with his fake sales force that he just used for money laundry. He's like, yeah, Josh, I told my sales team what you said. You gotta torture yourself so somebody else doesn't torture you, right? So that's what we're doing. Instead of having a bad feeling after the first games, we have a good feeling because we've humiliated ourselves, tortured ourselves here. But salesmen think short-term, businesswomen think long-term. We feel bad in the short-term, but long-term, our bankroll busts up. So final thoughts, man, before we give him Winston Churchill. I'm good, man. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Quote of the day. All right. Business decision is not philanthropy, philanthropy, or moral or religious decision. It's a business decision. The more you give, the more you get back. That's why Winston Churchill said to get us through World War II, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the USBC Podcast Network. That's why this one goes cost $800, and that goes $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shitting the work. That's why.